Okay, well, welcome to the show, Kenyana Geraci. I'm so excited and am thrilled to be interviewing you. I've known Kenyana for a long time, and years ago, she told me that she was wanting to intern for Elevation Church. I don't know if that was three years ago or however long. Um, yeah, probably three years ago now. Three, three years ago now, and she recently... Not only did she recently get back from the internship, but she also recently got married. So there's a lot of big life changes for Kenyana happening right now. And uh, I just want to open up and ask you, Kenyana, tell us the process of you getting accepted. I mean, you waited two years. What was it like <laughs> when they gave you the comms? Like, girl, you're in. Tell us right, about it. Right, right. Um, well, it's I'd say like it's like a three-step process. But um, okay. I got in, got like the first email, I want to say maybe in like, early August or something of last year. And it said okay. that, hey, you've been moved to the next process of um, like being selected for an intern. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, like how many processes are there? <laughs> um, right. And because I've been waiting for one and a half years. So I'm like, okay, hopefully this isn't like an interview where sometimes like sometimes some interviews you go to, they have like four different steps and you meet the CEO. It's like, do I really need to go through all that to to get right. in, but um, I'd say right. this was like the same thing though. So after August, I got like another email, maybe like early September, October, um, yeah. saying that you've been moved to the next process, which that's when someone reaches out, like a supervisor reaches out to you and says that they're interested in you. Um, maybe like kind of just like an interview, just getting to know you, what you like to do, um, yeah. your future goals, why elevation, those kind of questions too. Right. Um, so then I got a call from a supervisor at University City and I interviewed with her and then I had just got engaged too when I interviewed with her so like wow. that was that's not not what you want to talk about in an interview because it's like well like where do you see this going like you're on a right. path now so mm -hmm. I feel like that's what a lot of the question questioning was when I was interviewing mm -hmm. with her then I get an email maybe like I don't even think I got an email two weeks later I like she didn't like never she never like reached back out to me so I like reached out to them again and um <laughs> I had um Asked like, hey, what's the like, what's the process with this? Um, me right. being an intern now, and then, so basically, she had chose another candidate. So they get like three or four candidates that they um, might consider for their um, okay. intern. And then um, after that, I'm like, okay, I've been doing this for a year and a half. I was 25 at the time, and supposedly, that's like once you once you turn 26, you can have, you can no longer intern. Um, um, it's, just, I'm, it's not. I don't think it's like a things set in stone but it's some kind of protocol they have so just so that you're not yeah. like 42 trying to be an intern with 18 year olds <laughs> um, right we can have that yep yep so basically i um then interviewed again after that little process i had reached out to another person and then i got interviewed again at another campus at the mooresville location and then okay. um i'd say two weeks before the internship started i got selected <laughs> Wow. And were you just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. Like, were you, um, like, beyond yourself? Yeah, I'd say there's lots of, lots of mixed emotions because I was going to be leaving for um, three months from my fiancé. Yeah. And it was, like, right. two weeks before it started. So, like, I like right. I was planning on, like, leaving, but I didn't have everything, like, you know, together or packed away. Yeah. So I'm, like, packing like crazy in a week and just doing all these different changes and at the yeah. same time preparing for my wedding. So that was like just a lot going on at that time. Um, a lot of change. <laughs> That's crazy. What did your fiance think when you were like, peace out, bro? All right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so the first exception um acceptance he was like like dude are you trying to get away from me or um <laughs> like why did you apply so far away um right. and i had to explain to him i had started dating him in april but i had applied like not only a year and a half before that but i also applied like early january i want to say of last wow. year so um okay. he didn't take it very personal but eventually i'd say mm -hmm. he kind of like came along with it obviously i went so um yeah. we saw each other a few times throughout that process too so it wasn't That's as cool. difficult yeah so tell us what it's like at elevation church you know like what's the culture like because everybody wants an inside view of elevation church yeah. i mean it's beyond <laughs> me that you got accepted and got to go because i hear of people here in arizona like wanting to do that but it's a two-year wait or a year few year wait and yep. so when i knew i remembered you and i'm like but wait my friend she already did it so i'm like <laughs> i gotta look at the inside scoop here like what's elevation really like you know like what yeah. was your experience um, I'd say it was a very fast paced um, culture and very young and youthful too. Um, I'd mm -hmm. say everyone was definitely under 40, maybe max, um, yeah. besides maybe the seven families that started with them. But everyone that was at my campus, my supervisor was 28. I'm 26. Wow. So yeah, and he was the campus pastor. So I'd say like that wow. was very, um, it was very youthful in that mm -hmm. arena. And um I had like long days too. So it was like on a Sunday, at least like some campuses are permanent buildings. So that means that they own a building and they don't have to do any setup or teardown. But there's also, mm -hmm. I'd say a good 10 buildings maybe that aren't permanent. So they set up and tear down yeah. every Sunday. Um, right. And that process could start as early as 6am to ending at 4pm or 3pm, depending okay. on how many experiences they have. And they also call them worship experiences, not a service either so okay yeah and what internship did you sign up for and how many do they have like how many different options of internships do they have um i'd say they have maybe like five different so there's you could be in the e-kids department you could also be okay. inside um it's something called the guest experience director so you could intern mm -hmm. with the guest experience director um you can also intern with um outreach you can intern okay. in the outreach department and you can intern in the creative department, which that's very broad, like video, all that kind of stuff. Um, I okay. think singing would go along with that too, actually. And okay. um, I'd say the last one was the youth department. You could intern okay. there too. Yep. And tell me about, because I remember last time we talked, you explained how the church is, is very family focused and they've just now recently introduced a youth group type of thing. Can yep. you kind of explain it a little bit? Yeah. So they, I want to say every year they always had something called like um, Youth X or that's what's going on right now. But it's, they had another name for it a few years ago, but they have, they're, they're called Rhythm Nights every Sunday, once a month, basically. Okay. Um, and that ages from 12 to 18 years old. Um, okay. So after you're, after you get out of fifth grade, you go sit in the main experience, basically. You sit with your parents. Wow. Um, and so that and age that's group. Kind of, that's kind of young for a lot of people that go to different, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you yeah. stay in a group until you're like an adult, which is like 18 <laughs> or older, you know? Yep, yep. Most churches, I'd say, um, start them off in the main service at maybe like 16, 14 at the, yeah. at the least, but 12 yeah. was something very new for me. And they could also start serving at that age too. So, wow. um, 
I'd say that was super cool, actually, because yeah. I'd say over time with the church in general that and mm -hmm. in schools that things are moving faster and people kids are learning faster too so like why not put them inside the main experience right. and kind yeah. of go with their age more so now yeah. than before you know mm -hmm. um so but they just introduced what? it i want to say a few months ago rhythm nights okay yeah okay. maybe six months ago now but not that long mm -hmm. ago so another question would be what kind of expectations did you have going into the internship um, in your mind, I'd say, well, so they had something called, um, like you see your expectations online where like how much you get paid a, a week and then, um, some things that you do weekly. So, oh, okay. um, two of so them they paid was you for the internship. I didn't know that. That's cool. They did. Um, it's online, so it's no secret. It's 150 a week, um, okay. that you okay. get for interning there. Um, cool basically covering your food or transportation, stuff like that. They also house yeah. you too, if you are from out of state. So that part okay. was super cool. Yeah. Um, my expectations, I'd say like from a church perspective, cause I've been in ministry and church like my whole life. So I'd say yeah. that I thought that it would be um, like, I was always just a volunteer at church. So I never had to like, like I didn't leave until the volunteers left. Like I never knew what that felt like. So I'd say my expectations mm -hmm. of that, um, were, were so much more different than what I did experience with that too. Mm -hmm. Um, not anything super crazy or super, um, out of there, but they did have like a fitness part and they had a speaking part where you had to like give sevens. And like, I, like on the first day, they basically told you this. And uh -huh. the first day we also did boot camp. So, um, wow. from boot camp to speaking, I was like, Oh no, like, I'm not going to be giving any teachings. Like, that's not what I signed up for. <laughs> um, I ain't but, speaking. Yeah. Um, so I'd say I did not expect that at all either. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't know that was going to be a part of it and that you would be critiqued um, on it too. So it wasn't like you just kind of like got up and showed your heart, but you were like, hey, you showed your heart, but this is what you did wrong. This is what you could have did better right. as you spoke. So I'd say those things I didn't expect, but they were very good, very good. Yeah. And then what did you... What were you expecting and then it didn't happen? Or what were you surprised by when it comes to the culture at Elevation Church? Um, I'd say I was surprised that, um, like, a campus was ran by the campus pastor, basically. So there's 17 locations, and um, Pastor Stephen does not – he oversees all of them, but he does, he's not at everyone. Like, he doesn't go on yeah. the, go to all of them every week. So um, it's, a, it's a lot for – a campus pastor to have all of that in his hands basically and all the people yeah. but the differences in all the campus pastors so we did this thing where you traveled to three other locations basically and saw um and you also had a chance to do that to check out another location and during your internship yeah. and just kind of see like how how different it was and because of the different demographics in the different areas like there are so many differences at every campus and I, would, yeah. I didn't expect that at all. Like, I didn't expect, like, it's one church, but it was so cool to see so many differences still. Um, mm -hmm. And people's, from personality to um, the campus pastor's age. So I'd say there's maybe, like, a 38-year-old campus pastor, too. So the ages vary, wow. too. Um, it's not yeah. just, like, everyone's, like, 22 or just got out of college or anything, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Um, those differences, those expectations were very different. Yeah. Now, do you feel like 
for you personally that you grew a lot spiritually too from the internship? Um, I'd say like in like my own personal growth, I'd say that I grew. Um, that that expectation was different for me. We had teachings twice a week um, as interns and um, a lot of the, inter the a lot of the teachings could be like motivational or encouraging, but not very, not very, um, just like biblically sound. So like, like what you kind mm -hmm. of expect from like your pastor standing up there on a Sunday, like we're going to talk from the book of this, or it wasn't like right. that all the time. So that, mm -hmm. that expectation was different. And I'd say like maybe mid, mid part of the internship, I kind of like just had to like wake up and like not expect someone else to spiritually feed me all the time. And um, yeah. that can't be an expectation in an internship, let alone your own life. Um, expecting yeah. someone else to tell you, oh, you should be reading this book now, or you should be reading this book of the Bible or study that or listen to this song or this album. Like you pursue it yourself yeah. like anything else. Um, yeah. You pursue a job yourself. So it's the same kind of thing with your relationship with God. You can't expect yeah. someone else to spiritually spiritually feed you at all. That's a very good point because I feel like I've had quite a few different conversations with different young people about that, whether you're entering into a new church culture that you're not really familiar with, or, you know, we talked about before too, some people say I'm leaving this or that church because I don't feel like I'm being fed. You know, mm -hmm. and most people, when they say that, they, they're really <laughs> saying, I don't feel like I'm being satisfied with what's being taught from the pulpit. Right. And if you really think about it, it goes to say, just what you were just saying is, we shouldn't be expected to receive all of our spiritual food from someone else. Like we right, should right. have the habit and develop the skill of learning to partake of God's word and his presence for ourselves. Yep. And I also think going to church should be a place where you contribute and not something mentally that you always see as you're taking from, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Like we should be filling ourselves up with God so that when we do come together, we're contributing to people that are there and not looking for, okay, what are you going to give me now? What are you going to yep. teach me now? Oh, I've heard that. Cause then you become like, it's a self-service thing. Yeah. It's yeah. Not about you know what <laughs> yep, I mean? Yep. Yep. So I, I think that's a really good, um, a really good point that you have, but uh, a ton of people want to know what is Steven Furtick like, like you guys <laughs> got to hear from him. Was it one time in person? Tell yep. us about that whole experience. Um, that was crazy good. Um, he came, he came an hour early cause he wa he was excited about teaching us that day. Um, which then meant that he kind of like threw off our lunchtime a little bit. And, um, <laughs> I'd say it started at, I want to say at noon, but it was supposed to start at one. So it started at mm -hmm. noon and we did not, we just came from our campus. So our campus, Mooresville campus was two and a half hours away. So we just mm -hmm. got in basically too. And, um, we get there and he's excited to come in and teach us. So he walks in and like, I'd say everyone, even me, like you put him on like a pedestal of like, oh my gosh, like he's like literally right there. Like he just, <laughs> he just is normal. He was wearing like a t-shirt right. and jeans. Like, yeah. Um, so you kind of just like put him on this pedestal and I'm not saying that mm -hmm. you shouldn't as a pastor, like you should respect authority and all that too. But, um, but seeing him like right in front of us and like he came in and he, saw that we were he saw that we he i don't know how he understood that we didn't eat so basically he offers us <laughs> the lunch that was sitting outside in the hallway because they were all like oh well you guys will just eat afterwards and i'm like oh my gosh like they say these are like three to four hours long sometimes like what do you mean we're gonna mm -hmm. eat afterwards so um like sitting there you're, you're patient they give up they pass around like granola bars because of that 
And then yeah. he, he gets in there and he's like, oh my gosh, these kids haven't eaten. Bring the pizza on in. And like, so just showing yeah. like how normal he is and like that he, he eats too. He just had lunch himself. So he's like, why not feed them too? Um, yeah. But talking about like the wisdom that he gave too throughout that, I'd say he talked to us about three to four hours too. Um, just on people's questions that they had. And um, I do remember one question. One guy said, like, what do you do when you don't feel the presence of God anymore? And um, he gives this quote of like, that's the time where you, the time that you don't feel God's presence is the time that you should savor it the most. And, um, and I'm like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> like why, yeah. why would you savor like not feeling God's presence? Like, no, we fight for yeah. like to feel his presence. And I'd say it took me a while, like even after the internship of like, kind of like breaking that down and understanding that, like, yeah. um, what like, does that there's, mean? right, right. <laughs> I'd say that like, there's always a season of like your different spiritual growth in the presence of God. And just because mm -hmm. it doesn't feel the same in one season doesn't mean that you discard this next season, basically. Um, okay. Or not. He also said that that means when you pursue it more, when you don't feel it too. So it's kind of mm -hmm. like you fight for that presence and not just kind of like go with the flow or like, Oh, God just isn't here. No, it's like, no, you yeah. go find him, you know? So mm -hmm. I'd say that's what he was saying. He didn't go in depth with it. Um, with that question, I'd say he always, yeah. he always kind of could leave you a little bit like answer it for yourself or figure it out yourself or pursue it huh. yourself. And, um, yeah. and some of those things are very good. He was very practical in his teaching too. Um, to a lot of people, one guy was like, well, what if I need to make a decision of staying here or going back home? He's like, well, of course you stay here. Um, yeah. but he kind of just made it practical of like, well, what are the pros if you stay here? What are the cons if you go back home? And, um, like not kind of like just making like he didn't make it very spiritual at all. It was just a very practical decision-making process. And I, I love that yeah. too. Cause sometimes yeah. we can as Christians over spiritualize decision-making or should I take this job mm -hmm. or should I go here? Should I marry this guy? Or should I marry that? Like, no weigh out your yeah. pros and cons, go with it with the word and make a choice. Cause we, that's yeah. a freedom we get. We get freedom of choice and no decision yeah. is completely right or wrong. Of course, yeah. unless it's going against the word of God, but, um, we get that honor of making our own choices too as yeah. people, you know? That's really cool. So what would you say biggest lesson you learn in all of your experience being there for? Were you there for three months or six months or what? Um, yeah, I want to say 22 weeks, something like that. Three months. Okay. Though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, what did you walk away with learning the most? Um, I'd say that um, like you can't, you can't put character on a resume um, at all. Mm -hmm. So I'd say that over church and all the experience I've had with church too, um, like it's not just like a job that you apply for working at um, any other kind of store or anything, but you need to have, yeah. you can't, you can't develop character in a few days or a few weeks. Like it takes time mm -hmm. to do that. So I'd say, um, I'd say that's what I walked away the most with it of that. Like ministry isn't just, a career but it's a calling like you feel called to love on people you feel called to to grow the kingdom you feel called and you are passionate yeah. about um other people that are lost and or that are confused like you need to feel called to that not just um want to fill up make 40k a year like that's not what church right. is about or that's not what ministry is about it's so much bigger than that your heart has to be um for the people all the time mm -hmm. um yeah and i'd say that's what i walked away with now even wanting to go into ministry full time and experiencing yeah. that it's like whoa like um 
if I never experienced that at all or had that wake up call in my career path of, um, mm -hmm. okay, can you just stop playing around with it and just go into ministry and, and do that full time mm -hmm. or like in full time doesn't always mean that you're like, you get a paid career or you are, right. you know, you're doing, but like your whole heart is in it. That's full time ministry um, mm -hmm. that you, you feel that people's lives matter so much more than you because everything is so much bigger than you. Um, mm -hmm. And that's what I'd say I walked away with. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm so glad you got to have that experience. That is truly um, a one of a kind thing. And not everybody gets to do something like that. But I'm excited yeah. for what you're doing, what you and your husband are doing. Dan, shout out to Dan Geraci. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's, that's really cool. So if people want to just stay in touch with you and follow you and what you're doing in ministry, wherever you're at, um, how can they do that? How can they best stay in touch with you? Um. Well, they can follow me at Kiana, um, Pastor Geraci, but I'm also a member at, um, at New Day Church, so that's where okay. they can see me at. Yep. Well, okay. that's awesome. Well, thanks, Kenyana, for your time. I so appreciate you taking time to do this interview, and we'll definitely stay in touch. No problem. See you. <laughs> Bye, Aaron.